And now, beautiful people going fast on fire. Welcome to the True Fiction Podcast, Kino Club Edition. Welcome to True Fiction's Kino Club Edition. What is Kino Club? A group of film lovers get together and watch a film. Then we meet and break down what we saw. This is a warts and all recording where we share the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there will be spoilers, so be warned. In this meeting, we review the 2022 Marvel movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Rotten Tomatoes Critics Consensus says, The movie labors under the weight of a sprawling MCU, but Sam Raimi's distinctive direction casts an entertaining spell. Without further ado, Kino Club discussed 2022's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Hello, once again we are here at Kino Club. We're going to be looking at Doc Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I am Patrick Boggs. Hi, I'm Norbert. Hi, I'm Marshall. <laughs> well, good. So what did we think about this movie? Here's what my, my, uh, my impressions of the movie. I think it's a, in the Marvel Universe list of movies, it's the first real attempt at trying to do horror that I can recall. And I feel like it's a not a resounding success, but it's not a complete failure. I, I have sort of a middling feeling about it. It has some cool elements. It's not endearing in the same way No Way Home was for me. Yeah, so I feel, no like, I feel like I feel like in and that's another movie in the multiverse. So I feel like it's a it's not a failure. It's not a huge success. It's something in between. I guess that's my my initial review of it. Uh, the way I felt about it was uh, on paper, this should have been my all-time favorite Marvel movie. I love the first Doctor Strange, directed by Sam Raimi, you know, the famous director of Evil Dead, one of my all-time favorite horror films. And then the concept of it, where it's basically kind of a Marvel film or Doctor Strange crossed with horror elements. But unfortunately, after seeing it, I think it fell short on meeting kind of what those those goals promised. And I, I don't think there was any one thing. I think there were just kind of a series of things that just didn't hit right for me. And I can't really pinpoint it all, but yeah, it just wasn't what I'd hoped it would be. I think one thing that comes to mind kind of after, it just had like kind of an awkward feel. Like after you got out of the theater, you're like, yeah, I guess I saw that. Or I guess that's, you know, that's something I experienced. But what was that? There's a thing that people talk about a lot called the Disney Disneyification of things where kind of this idea of like kind of rounded edges and things are bright and happy and cheery. And to me, this wasn't so much, I think like, you know, knowing the, the background of Marvel films and Disney in general and just that entire enterprise and film production and kind of the way things are going and how that enterprise has formed pop culture. I didn't really feel like this was much as much as like a, uh, a a claim to stake of like a Disney horror film or like you know genre bending Marvel film that has horror elements as much as I felt like this is like a very clear Disneyfication of horror films like Evil Dead and things like that and some of that might just be because it you know directed by Sam Raimi it definitely had sam raimi's touch on it you know the things like the 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 fast panning camera where you know it's kind of shaking and zooming in little things like that there was a kind of mirror play 
where you know elements come out of a mirror. Spoilers, spoilers on that. But spoilers, spoilers. Ultimately, I I should have loved this. I love the concept and I love the idea. And there were definitely elements of it that I thought were awesome. But ultimately, I felt like it fell kind of short. I think um, some of it too is probably my disinterest in the Marvel franchise, and I just I haven't watched a lot of the Marvel stuff and haven't really followed along with the multiverse or. I have I've never seen an episode of WandaVision, so there's a very huge plot points that I missed a lot on. I wonder how well this did, you know, as far as it, it looks like it did pretty well in the box office. And, you know, Sam Raimi is a a legend in his own right, but I almost feel like this is kind of just a slam dunk kind of movie for him in the sense that like um, you know, it's not the movie that Sam Raimi fans or maybe even the genre of um film or production that people want to see Sam Raimi do but it's you know it's what we got and ultimately it just feels like it's kind of like kind of an easy layup you know it's it's already got the fan following of Marvel it's already got the fan following of Doctor Strange you know and then we we tossed in enough Sam Raimi elements to where you know it's it's definitely almost felt like Evil Dead meets Doctor Strange but the um but yeah ultimately it just it felt awkward and fell short and I think I like parts of it, but definitely not my favorite film at all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's some stuff in there that I agree with as well. I thought it should have been better in spots. I think that it was actually a decent movie. It got good. I mean, the critics and the audience on Rotten Tomatoes both liked it to a certain extent. And with Sam Raimi at the helm... I mean, this guy did the Spider-Mans. This guy did, you know, Evil Dead, Drag Me to Hell. I mean, this guy can do the horror. He can do the the Marvel movies. He can. I think he directed episodes of Xena and possibly Hercules. Oh, he probably did, yeah. yeah probably. Had something to do with the production. Yeah, because his brother was, you know, Ted was in almost every episode. <laughs> you know that he had something to do with it. It's kind of like um, Clint Howard with Ron. You know, Ron... Ron has had Clint Howard in all his movies, but come on, <laughs> Clint Howard, you know. Anyway, music by Danny Elfman. You know, I have to say, I thought I would have noticed that more. I didn't even know that until the end credits. But I think the the problem for me was, I think this movie was fairly uneven. I felt like it was going, and I go, oh, I guess we're we're moving now. Things are happening. And so there weren't a lot of, I don't know, it just it felt very uneven the way the story was told. And that was my biggest problem with it. This movie, we have to say that we've been complaining about long movies. And this one was, you know, just a little over two hours, which isn't bad. You know, uh, I think it could have been an hour and a half because they could have trimmed some of this. But sometimes I don't think I'm the right guy to be, you know, critiquing this. But then again, hey, if not me, who, right? (laughs) Well, that's our there's, show. There's a ton of there's a ton there's a ton of uh, uh, a no way home uh, listeners of our podcast who would beg to differ. Well, that's true. I mean, I think Marshall was alluding to something. Actually, I think he was saying it that this movie you're going to go see this. A lot of people are going to go see this movie just on this is a Sam Raimi Marvel movie who's done really good with the Spider Man franchise. This is kind of a a spiritual successor or spiritual continuation of the Spider-Man Far From Home, which that was 
if it's a blockbuster flick. There was a lot of hinting at all oh, these horror elements, which excite a lot of people. So just on the buzz alone, this thing filled theaters. I mean, this thing, box office for this thing so far is $813 million, which is not bad because the movie costs $200 million to make. So that's a nice little tidy profit. <laughs> and it's still going, you know. Good chunk of change. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say no to it. One of the things that I think, if, if you're going to put your critique hat on and try to dissect where things may have not worked as well, one of the things that I had a problem with, and I had seen WandaVision, and I feel as though Wanda's motivation... Okay, we're in a spoiler territory now. Spoiler territory. Spoiler. <laughs> Wanda's motivation was not sufficiently workable for me. And... Because what I think is you go from having a good character and they go completely off the rails. Even in a, in a short time that you had, it, it, you, it felt like it didn't feel very clean. And one of the reasons I thought about this when I was a kid, I used to collect comics. I, it must have been it's a long time ago now. But there was a story arc with Wanda where she gets possessed by this something like not cthulhu but this uh this demoness and then she becomes basically the character that you see in dr strange and it felt like to me if they would have emphasized the part of her becoming the scarlet witch would warp her mind and it would if they would have you know like made that a stronger connection i would have bought her motivation a little better like her ability to basically become completely evil and gory evil would have, I think, would have, in my mind, helped solidify some of the things that happened. And I feel like the other plot point that really bugged me was sort of the lack of transition in the, the, the chick that hops multiverses in becoming, you know, controlling her power or whatever was too abrupt. And by fixing those two plot points, I think for me, it would have been a little bit more digestible. I don't know if, if other people had different, I'm, maybe there's different, but for me, whenever something feels off and I, I can't really place it with the plot points or something, it's generally the motivations that I start hanging up on. You know, somebody does something and I just, you know, I just register. This just doesn't feel right to me, this character doing that. And then I start losing steam and if i if i can rationalize in my mind the motivations of all the characters acting and you know the the pacing works pretty good and all that and the acting's pretty good then then i tend to not have that kind of disconnect that i had with this at points so because i thought there was some elements i thought was kind of cool like the carry kind of uh, walk in a, in a tunnel and that sort of stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. And there was different elements that I thought were were interesting. It just felt like, to me, there was some disconnect on the motivations of the characters or the act, actions of the characters that I went, well, that doesn't just seem quite plausible for me. One thing that you're you're talking about, I think that probably Marshall and I didn't catch was... You know, when, when the, the Scarlet Witch appeared, neither of us had watched WandaVision. So we didn't know if that character, her character as the Scarlet Witch appeared in that. 
in that um the, I don't know did it uh, did she appear as as the Scarlet Witch in WandaVision at all towards the end towards the end she becomes she got this book whatever that book is Vishanti the, the, yeah the book yeah. of Vishanti and and she in WandaVision she had her envision had created this life in this small town and she had the two boys but it was this sort of weird like ultra reality bending like the kids would grow it at an abnormal rate and sort of your prism from the outside was you was watching these sitcoms and Wanda was in them and they would you know go from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s so the premise was pretty cool towards the end it kind of fell fell off a little bit but I mean, she basically controlled an entire town. She sort of reality warped the entire town to become this like Mayberry kind of event. But this was the Scarlet Witch that did this, or did Wanda do this? And then Wanda, Vish, the... Wanda did this before she got the book. Near okay. As I can, okay. As I re- recall, I, so, I saw you know, it last year. That transformation, that transformation in the movie for us, for me anyway, I'm not going to speak for Marshall, but for me, it was like very abrupt. I thought it was very interesting. I loved the way the landscape changed. But what I didn't get, what, what, and one of the disconnects I had is, and as you kind of alluded to this, is that she was an evil person who was trying to do something good or motherly which to me didn't jive you know that she was going to because we know that she was going to have to kill the other wanda and i don't know that just seemed weird to me i mean it didn't make a lot of sense the thing about the ending that you mentioned the girl that could jump through the dimensions you know haphazardly all of a sudden decides hey i can control this and then not too long after that the red witch decides hey, this isn't a good idea. You know, it was like, well, it's almost time to end this movie. We better start wrapping things up. It didn't feel natural at all. You know what? You, you know what the perfect analogy to, to this is? Ray. Ray? Ray, when she needed to do her power, she could do whatever she needed at the time. If you re- remember whatever that movie was, the... 2015 star wars movie when she needed to you know basically she had all the force powers but she didn't have to train she didn't have to do anything yeah right yeah and to me there was just little i think that's the i mean if you if you fix the motivations or you know like emphasized okay this this book of of corruption this book you can use your power but it will turn even the purest motivations into something evil and it will control you before you know it. Yeah, it's like the monkey and then, and then you could see more of her struggling with whatever was inside her. That would have, to me, helped me rationalize that character better, the, the Scarlet Witch. But Well, again, it's interesting that's, that's, that you bring up the, the Star Wars universe because there was a a feeling of the, what is the Star Wars, the prequel, the first, the second prequel, I guess it is, where they go in and they, everything feels very antiseptic. And, you know, they're just doing things like by the numbers and it's just not very exciting. Um, I remember that they take these guns that have kind of these grappling hooks and they, all three of them or whoever is standing there, they shoot them up and then they scale up the wall and it's very, boring you know uh, batman 66 
Yeah, we yeah, basically. <laughs> well, these were they retracted, so but yeah, pretty much. My analogy is uh, this Ren and Stimpy, where uh, Ren and Stimpy drive up to this haunted house, and Stimpy says, "Well, this looks like a good place to waste fifteen minutes." <laughs> you know, so, I mean, <laughs> it was it was really at the you know all of a sudden it's like, well, it's time to end. <laughs> so, but I will say this, you know, I'm dogging it, but I I did like. We're, you know, we talk about a horror element, and I think, you know, they shoehorned in that, that fairly well. I thought that worked pretty good, where Doc Strange basically possessed his own dead body. Spoiler! And that was what? pretty cool. I know, it was crazy. <laughs> but I thought that was really cool. I think it was pretty well done. That is a horror element, but that is such a scrubbed-up, clean horror element. So what my problem with, and it's not a big deal, but what we saw with Doctor Strange being a zombie was cool, but it's nowhere near what a true horror fan would want to see. I, I thought it was cool, and I liked it. And it's really kind of, for me, it was a nod, uh, Sam Raimi giving a nod to you know his Evil Dead movies. And you know they're, they're, there's a new one coming out real soon called rise i think or high rise i thought it was cool but it's i, I would never tell anybody hey go see the new doc strange movie because it's horror movie <laughs> it's got elements but it's not a horror movie to me there's some cool visuals i don't know what you guys felt about the the cg on it but like maybe one of the more inventive things that i've seen recently in terms of like superhero battles is doc strange versus doc strange and they're doing the notes, the musical notes. That was cool. That was really cool. And that whole whole dystopian thing that he went into to get there, I thought that was very cool. I mean, I have problems with this movie, but there are elements that I go, well, that was kind of cool. I really yeah. enjoyed that part. Or I re- enjoyed this part. I, re- I enjoyed uh, um, like the the whole, spoilers, Professor X was in it. And that was kind of interesting. The whole world going through the different universes. I thought that was kind of interesting. Some of the visuals along that was very cool. So while I I have some problems, you know, with the structure of the story or the characterization more than anything else, there was some really cool elements for me. So I thought that was pretty cool. The seeing Professor X, that was a, that was something too, that kind of a, really made my brain bend you know just thinking like i was like oh yeah we don't ever see him in a scenario like this or or anywhere outside of kind of the x-men sort of setup or at least i haven't and yeah. it, it kind of gave me pause i also like john krasinski as from reed, richards. Four. reed richards reed richards yeah, yeah that's right yeah, i thought that was pretty cool too that was interesting yeah that whole battle you know in that multiverse and stuff i think that's a another thing i had an issue with is that you know and i was trying to think I was thinking about when you were talking about how it has horror elements, but it's not really horror. And it kind of made me think of like, this is like horror for people who think, you know, pepper jack cheese is spicy. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, no, not... that's perfect. But, yeah. but then at the same that's time, that's me. Like... That's me. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, well, what's the alternative? You know, I don't want them to go full on shining with this or, right. you know, or, or anything. Chain, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But, but so I, I started to think about like, so what, why did I not like the horror elements? And I think 
some of it was because some of it felt insincere, like it was more of a stylization choice than it was a, a plot device. And then I think the other thing to that is the pacing was very off to where there were horror elements that were, you could tell, very much watered down. But then there were other things where I think you see somebody's head explode and it's like very graphic. There's a couple times things like that happen and it just, the pacing of it felt very off. Like it was almost like they threw gore in certain areas, but not enough in other areas. And it just felt like this very bizarre kind of mashup. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I enjoyed the horror elements. I'm going to take them for what they were. It was uneven to me, uh, some of the pacing. And I felt like some of the things that happened, I just felt like they were jumping through hoops. It doesn't, it felt like um, it was like a choose your own adventure where, you know, you've got all these different adventures that you can take, but they're going to lead you to a certain one at the end. That's the final battle is going to take you to that one. It had a video game feel to it. Yes, it absolutely did. Yeah. And you had all these different bosses and stuff. It it wasn't not enjoyable in parts. I thought that, you know, I'm not going to say it was a horrible movie. Part of it is that I really thought Spider-Man No Way Home was really good. They were really pushing up to the, you know, up to the Batman Dark Knight Rises in that movie, I thought, because they were going after some some adult themes. You know, there was a there was an emotion to it. There was a real emotion to it, and it was it was stretching the boundaries of the the genre, I thought. But I, I feel like they they went backwards a little bit with this one. And it was now I'm not going to say it wasn't fun because there's a lot of fun parts in this. But I just I guess I expected more, and that's my fault. Yeah, it had it had a, a, a humor. One of the things I was thinking about with with this, you know, it's hard to compare the two in in a, in a couple of ways because I think Benedict Cumberpatch is a good actor. He's a very and he's got a good dry sense of humor. Very solid, you know, amazing as Sherlock. But there's something warm and fuzzy about having like, uh, what's the kids? Tom Holland and uh, McGuire. Yeah, Tommy uh, McGuire. Tommy McGuire. I mean, it and, just and felt emotion. Yeah, it just felt emotionally very satisfying watching those actors work. You know, and I and I th- I assume there's a combination of all kinds of things that go along to make that happen. But I didn't feel that with this. Like I like the girl, okay, but I just didn't I didn't feel emotionally attached to her necessarily. Like at the end of she wouldn't have made it. I'm not sure I would have cried. I know I wouldn't have <laughs> cried. <laughs> well, you knew it there even at the beginning that this girl's <laughs> going to make it. But the next one might, might be her finding her parents i do want to say another thing benedict cumberpatch's wig looked like shit i hated that wig throughout the whole friggin movie i thought it was horrible it was even worse when it was his uh, other double that had a ponytail with that big gray streak through it it just looked stupid it looked like a wig so a couple of the memes i've seen online or they make fun of the multiverse and so it's like uh Doctor Strange through the multiverse, Benedict Cumberpatch, Benedict Cumberpatch with a ponytail, Benedict Cumberpatch again, but gloomy. <laughs> and then Spider-Man's like everything, you know, cartoon. Right. This, that. Yeah. yeah. You, what, what, <laughs> even Peter, Peter Porker, wasn't it, in, 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 yeah. the, in the Sony animation one? <laughs> and then there was another one, too, I can't remember now, that 
changed a whole bunch. And like, you know, Doctor Strange is pretty much the same through all the <laughs> multiverses except for the ponytail. <laughs> That's true. That's hilarious. <laughs> I would have loved to had like, uh, I, you know, speaking to that, I, I thought that, you know, I had that thought, but I never thought about, you know, making a meme or something. But, it you know, you have all these actors that played Spider-Man they're all up from different on the multiverse, but you're right. Uh, it's Benedict <laughs> yeah. Cumberbatch with bad wigs through every every version of the multiverse. <laughs> you know, it, I thought it was fun to have uh, Bruce Campbell show up on on, even though it was a little part. I I thought that was fun. I thought that was a nice touch. There are no small uh, parts, just small actors. <laughs> Bruce Campbell did an exactly. amazing job. I thought it was I thought it was great to see him on there. It was perfect. So the there's always a or. I say always, but pretty much everything that I've seen, there's always with Ted Raimi is a Bruce Campbell cameo. But one thing that Sam I Sam Raimi, Ted's the me, brother. Excuse me, Sam Raimi. Thank you. Uh, there's always a Bruce Campbell cameo. But then uh, one thing that I was looking for was the car from Evil Dead because that makes an appearance oh, that's in true. a lot of the movies. And I, I didn't see it, but I need to go back online and read about that to see. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because he kind of he sneaks that into just about every movie. Yeah, so the other day I watched, I rewatched the new Evil Dead. I wasn't a big fan of it, but watched it again. You know, you forget about movies, and uh, when the the first, the first scene, you go in, and well, not the first scene, but when they, they the kids are arriving at the can the the cabin, you know, a girl has a Michigan State shirt on. You know, of course, that's <laughs> yeah. the alma mater of uh, Sam and um, and uh, Bruce, and then there's a girl in the back. And she's sitting on the car that's all rusted out and everything. It was really huh. so. It's funny how I got more excited about seeing those little relics <laughs> than I did, you know. <laughs> so I, you know, I I love that that Sam Raimi does that that puts in these little Easter eggs for us. And I I thought I think that's wonderful. I I really enjoyed seeing uh, Bruce Campbell in this movie. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Another interesting thing to me was uh, we did not see, you know, while Benedict Cumberpatches. Benedict Cumberpatch through every universe. <laughs> yeah. Captain Marvel yes. is not Brie Larson through every universe, which I found kind of interesting. I thought um, that was cool. I mean, and maybe it has something to do with I'm not a big Brie Larson fan, but I thought that was really cool. I think cool. it has a lot to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you this. I would probably watch a Captain Marvel if that actress was playing her. So I thought, I just liked yeah. her, her presence. Yeah. She had a, a, a sort of strength about her that you could sort of buy, you know, she feels like a strong, tough individual. You know, it, I bought that immediately. Of course, I've had this view that Marvel hit its ping, pinnacle at uh, Endgame, which made, you know, 3 billion bucks or whatever it was very, very close. Because I, I think that what Marvel, what most people don't really appreciate is how strong the lead characters were and the actors that played them. And once like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. leave the fr franchise and you lose Iron Man and you lose Captain America, those guys bring a ton of you know, those characters and the actors that play and bring a lot of interest that you just can't replace. You know, you just can't replace Batman with 
some third tier character and expect it to do as well. And so Kevin Feige is under the impression that he can replace any of his main characters and plug some other C or D list character in there. And he's, he's locked and loaded and he's, it's going to work. You know, he's just going to be fine. I'm not altogether convinced that's how that's going to work out because you think about Spider-Man, no way home. That's a iconic character played by a very charismatic, likable kid. Yeah. And you take that away from that franchise. And I don't know that that, that movie just, I just don't know going forward if that five years from now. And of course, there's a theory that movies genre cycle every 20 years. And so after 20 years, the Westerns uh, sort of lost some of its steam. Film noir after 20 years lost some of its steam. That sort of thing. So we'll see. But I suspect that the superhero genre is going to start losing steam with the occasional movie that still does well in the franchise leading iconic characters with really good actors. So that's sort of my high level thought about Marvel. I could be totally all web. I think it's already happening. I, I think people are getting a little bit tired of superheroes. Now I will say that I believe if you are a true blue comic book reading superhero fan, you probably still like this movie. And I'm just going to do my summation now. I think there's entertainment value in this movie. It's not exactly what I wanted. I think that the story was a little uneven. There were parts that I did laugh, and there were parts that I found very exciting. I think that if you want a fun movie, I think I would say go see this movie. If you're really looking for a good film, <laughs> a great plot, I don't think this is it. You know, I think it's, I think it's an okay film. I don't think it's great. And I and I think that it's got some stunning visuals, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna run out and, and buy that when it comes out. I guess I'm gonna give my summation next. As I said before, I think that this is a movie that has some interesting ideas in its in a sense they tried to do some incorporate some horror elements. And I applaud them for trying something a little different and not just going kind of by a really traditional way. There could have been a very, you know, milk toast story, but they tried to do something a little different. And for that, I give them credit. And there's, there's very cool scenes in this movie. While I have some problems with uh, a few of the character motivations and the way that they was developed, that would have made a very good movie for me, but that didn't happen. But it's, it's not a bad movie. It's a movie that you may or may not enjoy. So I think if you like, like the genre of superheroes and you want to stay plugged into the Marvel universe, my guess is you probably ought to see it because they'll probably use elements of this in the next series of flicks. And that's one of the geniuses of what Marvel has done is interconnect movies so that you feel like you need to watch all these things in order to keep track of the story. So from that standpoint, it's not a bad way to spend uh, your time watching a movie. Although I will say, this one might, you might want to wait until Disney Plus or on the DVD. I'm not sure that you have to see it in a movie theater. I don't think it's outstanding enough for that. But that's just my, my review. To sum up my thoughts on it, I really appreciate how ambitious this film was. 
I think it has a lot of, you know, although they might not be super apparent, I think there's a lot of first in this movie as far as the the way they incorporated horror elements into a superhero movie and horror elements into a Marvel movie. But I think ultimately my biggest problem was it, it felt like it was a movie kind of torn between worlds. No pun intended. <laughs> I often think of like horror, you know, when people talk about horror as a genre for films, I think a lot of times there's kind of like there's a spooky and then there's terror. And I think like the original Evil Dead is terror, whereas like something like Ernest Scared Stupid is like spooky, you know. <laughs> and this tried to walk the line. And because of that, I think it kind of messed up some of the pacing. I think about that in the sense of also I was confused going to see this movie and then whenever realizing what this movie was going, okay, why am I watching this in May? You know, why is this not coming out around October or, you know, sometime around Halloween? Yeah. And I and I wonder if that was something that the production struggled with, just thinking like, well, it, it should be a summer blockbuster. It's it's a Doctor Strange Marvel movie. Well, at the same time, it's a spooky horror, you know, so kind of kind of those elements I struggled with. I, but I do appreciate how ambitious this was and i i just enjoy horror in general i think i hope this i hope we see other projects very similar to this i hope we see more stuff by sam raimi which i know we will there were a lot of things i did like about this i liked zombie doctor strange you know or the possessed doctor strange some of the the horror elements and the spooky elements of it were very cool there were some really neat visuals and scene building and world building that was pretty cool and i look forward to this is something that we talked about on when we reviewed the newest batman was i talked about you know basically the recovery from batman meets seven which the last one was or the movie seven the kind of the the recovery or the the next answer would be i I remember saying there would be two types of movies and i can't remember the first one but the second one was a horror genre film and I think that's what this was kind of aspiring to be for that, the horror hero film. So now I look forward to, I hope that if we get anything from this, other than more movies in this style, but executed a little better with better pacing, we see DC's rebuttal to this, where they produce a horror film, basically a hero horror film. I think that'd be really interesting. And I think, I think DC, just knowing their track record and being a little more darker and edgier in some things i think they could knock it out of the park and i'm and i'm hoping that they you know realize that opportunity and we get that movie from this i get i get what you guys are saying i just real quick i just want to add this there's a movie called brightburn i don't know if you've seen it but it basically is a superhero horror movie and it's it's kind of a what if superman was i can't remember who made it but at the end of the flick they talk about other people like, there may be like a Justice League of these evil people. I, I like to say there's horror tropes in this movie. I don't think this was a horror movie. Uh, you know, I'm, well, I'm talking the, about the, the uh, Doctor Strange in the, in the Multiverse of Madness. The, they also have the boy, the Amazon's boys, which is... Oh, the boys, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Which dark. is rough. And one of the things I, I'm waiting for is the next movie that becomes I, unironically more hopeful and optimistic and positive within a realistic story setting. I almost think that we've went so nihilistic in some certain regret in, in ways. And so 
dark, it almost would be pleasant to see something that is the opposite of that. Just well done, you know? I was going to mention, now that you bring up Brightburn, I do remember that. And uh, so I take the, I take things back about this being the first on some things, because that I think that was uh, definitely before this. But I think that was James Gunn. Had yeah, some James sort Gunn. That's who I thought it was. Involvement yeah. with it. He didn't direct it, but he had some sort he of produced it or something. Yeah. Also, there was New Mutants. Or uh, was it that was it that was that what it's called? The New Mutants. Yeah, I did not. Did see anybody that watch that either. movie? Yeah, I did, and I'm gonna say you don't have to. <laughs> you know, it it's not very good. Give me another Shazam. I love that movie. I thought that was a great That's, movie. It was yes. fun. It was a great movie. Uh, yes. It was, it was, and I just, I mean, I was so, I was surprised in it. So, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have another great movie to review soon. We're looking forward to a lot of ones coming out. Oh, can we preview, say, our, preview our next project? What do you think it is? Top five Tarantino. Top five tarantino movies yeah. Oh, yeah by the time you hear this that one will be coming out soon so you want to check it out we <laughs> will hopefully talk to you guys later about some films yeah yeah <laughs> have a good night <laughs> <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us on the true fiction podcast if you like what you've heard please visit us at facebook you can also leave us a review on itunes or through your favorite podcast app until next time, stay true and stay creative. Hey, you're too late. Catch a ride somewhere else. Catch a ride. Catch a ride somewhere else.